Hello and welcome to the Carbotrage Podcast, episode 273. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Soninsky. Hello. Hey, that's me. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. I, uh, I'm not to the point where I'm going to buy salt to put in front of that door, but if this continues for another recording day, I will have to get a chisel and salt, because having to use the giant garage door in the middle of winter to get in here kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're past the point of salt. I don't know. It's chisel. It's just chisel. It both, though. I mean, that'd be uh, kind of cool. Yeah, I, but I mean, the salt, like, will work, like, you'd have to leave it out there for, like, an entire day and then come back. And this isn't exactly, like, somewhere where you, like, try to go multiple times a week. Correct. Like, yep. you make a point to come here. Yep. Unless so. it's, like, the nice weather season. Yeah, then if it's, just it's summer, then you whatever. just leave work and come here. Yep but it's not summer. It's one of the huge benefits of kind of working halfway between home and here. <laughs> I keep forgetting that like, your work is halfway here for you because you do live on the east side of St. Paul, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I live next to your work. Like, I'm like, yep, this is just, why would I ever come here? Because work is right next to my house. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. It's a different scenario, but... Totally different, yes. Anywho, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On the super cool website, you're going to find a little bit of a support... Uh, I tried to change it up, and I fucked it up. I'm going to go back to the regular script. On this customized webpage, you'll find three open-ended levels of support, starting at just a buck a month to help us pay hosting costs and beer. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Wow, you biffed that Thank ad you. read. That, that's and I don't edit this, read. so yeah, it'll live for perpetuity. Yep, no, yep. that's the same ad read that you've done since like 2017 or whatever. Well, it went from two to three, because I think one year ago I had a request. We're like, can we make it like a buck a month instead yeah, no, of one ninety nine? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I told you to do the $1 one. Uh, I don't think we should have any, but it's just, still nice to have it. You should um, <clears throat> make the ad read like pre-recorded and just press one of these buttons. Yeah, I probably should. Because that would just save you so much time. Yeah, but I like disengaging my mandibular joint sometimes. Okay. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I've got a ham, so you Perfect. have a Colorado Kool-Aid as I do. usual. I did uh, not go shopping, but I brought some Coors Lights down here because I knew we were very, very low on beer. So, alrighty. That covers beer. That covers Patreon. We've covered the episode number. I said hello. Let's one, get into topics. Yes. What? Actually, no. We need to get into World Cup of Cars. Oh, sorry. Yes. yes. Uh, I believe that's the one at the top. It is. Um, A positive of winter is I can put my hams between my window and my storm window. Okay. Next to my desk. Yeah. And it puts it exactly at refrigerator temperature. Awesome. (laughs) So I just put like three or four there. And I just like, I'll restart, I'll like refill them as I drink them. Yeah, it, it's it's quite brilliant. So that way I have a mini fridge that is passive, and I don't have to get out of my chair. Yeah, you don't have to pump heat both directions now. Exactly, it's, just it's perfect. So, Look at this energy savings you're up to. All right, where are we with the World Cup of Cars um, here? Looks like we are in... Uh, is this quarter? My computer's all stuck. All right, so we have Netherlands with the DAF Daffodil. Can you put it on the screen? Yes. My computer is just having a conniption. I may have to restart it. The thing hasn't been restarted in a long time. Uh, all right. Let me open up these links again. The DAF Daffodil versus the Gilburn Genie. Wait, didn't we do this last time? Yes, I know, but I'm just trying to. All right. So the DAF Daffodil versus the Gil. I think that. No, wait. Yeah. Why is this not updated? I don't know. I thought that was our pairing last time, wasn't it? 
Okay, group A, yep. Yeah, because it should be group B versus group D. Um, the Gilbert and Genie won over the Daffodil? I can't remember. I'd have to go back. Uh, why is this not They're updated? They're so adorable. Why is this not updated? <clears throat> I think the Daffodil won because it was cute. I think you're right, but I just don't remember. You know what? We're going to skip it for this week, and we're going to go back and listen because <laughs> we are having a technical issue, apparently. <laughs> Uh, or we can come back to it at the end of the episode if the computer starts paying attention. But uh, I'm just saying go back because, yeah, there seems to be some sort of large issue, a catastrophic issue here. Um, so, yeah, let's go back. Um, All right, let's to go back our to the notes. Notes. All right. So, uh, sorry for technical issues and learn, forgetting how to do the average. Do you think it's episode one? From like We are, I don't know if anyone knew this, we are still noobs, apparently. I, so. um... Honestly, did not think about the fact that we were recording today until, like, last night at 9 o'clock. It's just been whirlwind. It, you know what? Mercury's is still in retrograde until the 18th. Let's I, had say that. To, I had dinner with a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in, like, a year at the original parlor last night, and that came up twice. So, this, Mercury is, retrograde. this is the thing. I usually don't put much stock into Mercury being in retrograde. However, I've had no shortage of unhinged sellers. Like, it got to a point where... In our, like, team meeting mm-hmm. that my editor brought up that there's been an abundance of unhinged sellers for the last two weeks. I also and have had... It's a... been exactly for the length yeah, of... Right. It's been the exact length yep. of Mercury being a retro... And you know what? And, yeah, I think... Um, I We're going to go with that is actually happening. Yeah, that seems to be accurate right now. Also had a hellish last two weeks. Yeah, so it's hopefully just, it's, it's done been, now. It's been absolutely... Uh, no, the 18th is when it's done. Oh, it's, great. Oh, we it, got some time. It ends day before my annual review. So that's good. My annual review is right after it ends, so that's oh my good. God. Mercury's going to be in the correct direction now. Yeah, so, great. yeah and then so, so like hopefully when I have my like, review, at least my editor will be like... He'll get like a slingshot effect y- from Yeah, it. he won't be unhinged, <laughs> so that's good. Oh my God. <laughs> so speaking of Whoa. unhinged, yeah. Audi, Audi and Volkswagen... I'd forgotten about this. Have, well, you put this on I know, here, but I, I like just, it still. We, just, we, we need to put a fork in this story because this is more of a consistent issue that they have had for 30 years. And Audi and what is going on here with our... Mercury retrograde. I got to fix the screen cap, I guess. Apparently. Like, we didn't do anything, though. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, keep talking about it. I'll fix this. But anyway, so Volkswagen and Audi, literally since they did field injection, have always, for some reason, put computers on the floorboards of their cars. (laughs) Yep. Which is the... There's many bad places to put a computer. Like, a lot of you will say, ooh, Ford puts an inch computer for the escapes in the wheel well. That somehow is not as bad as on the floorboard. Yep. Because the wheel well is supposed to have a piece of plastic in the way. Also, they probably use a weather pack connector in there. They do. Yeah. Good. But Audi sure shit doesn't. (laughs) Also, Audi and Volkswagen are known for having the tiniest little, like, kitty urethra of, like, sunroof drains and every like, single one has a clogged drain that's why if you look at every single mark four <coughs> the front fenders are rusted out mm-hmm. because the sunroof drains are clogged and they yep. rust from the inside yep also so, they use like 30 gauge wiring uh-huh. for everything yeah it's literally the thinnest string it's like one atom wide <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous um 
And, and, as, and as the rust internally presses against that jacket, yes. all the wire breaks. Yeah, and also <laughs> to make things additionally cursed, it is um, biodegradable uh, wire um, <sighs> sheathing. So yeah, it, just, everything about Volkswagen's is cursed. Just tragic. And so apparently they have um, a recall mm-hmm. because while they've always had the worst placement of computers, they found even a worse spot. Yeah. The rear floor well, which well, is... I think it's under the actual like seat cushion, but it's right in the back. What? Where, yeah, where the cushion and the back meet. So any liquid spell is just immediately channeled under the seat into the low point where they've bolted this non-weather tight computer. This is... And then it propagates, as far as I understand, a CAN bus failure, which cuts engine power randomly. Oh. Yeah, and once you have a CAN bus <clears throat> failure... It... It's totaled. Yeah, no, just... Junk the whole car. It's done. You're yep. game over. Yep. Like, <clears throat> so congratulations on the A7, A6 and S6 owners that you have know, to deal with this. At least good on Audi that this is happening in warranty because <clears throat> usually right? Audi makes this happen at exactly 70,000 miles. So This is the kind of issue you used to find on like a forum where like a bunch of people would start making the same thread 10 years after warranty. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, this is what it is. The fix yeah. is put it in a ziplock and add a zip tie. Yeah, no, it, it's like <laughs> ABC suspension on Mercedes oh, yeah. where it's just like... <laughs> well... <clears throat> it's It was not a problem for the first 20 years, but now it's everyone's problem. <laughs> 50,000 vehicles because wow. of a gateway control module that fails due to leak. Like, That's really good. common spills. Really good. If you I put children I in this car, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm really happy this is happening because <laughs> fuck Volkswagen and Audi. I've always hated them. They're always bad. Everybody that says they're good is deluded. They like, find a way to screw it up. This Ooh. is a company that, like, more so than Subaru, which is really saying something, is truly the worst car company. Like, Oh, are you sure? Is it worse than Tesla? Yeah. Really? I would say it's worse than Tesla, because Tesla's, like, in concept. Like, they're just lazy. Okay. And they're just trying to push it out the door. Okay. Like, they just have bad quality control. Volkswagen and Audi deliberately make their vehicles bad. <laughs> like, they've always done this. Like, they've forever, like, it's like their cars are disposable. It's like Volkswagen is the Zara of cars. Okay. Zara is one of those Chinese fast fashion brands where it's like, it's nicer than Forever 21. Okay. Looking. Okay. <clears throat> like, it looks great from 10 feet away. But. You try things. to wear like a Zara blouse like more than five times. It's a split in half. Like that's exactly what Audi does. Like everybody's like, "Oh, Audis are great. They're so cool because they're comfy." And they're like, "They're not that comfy." Like, oh, they drive so fast. They make cool noises. No, they they make normal. Oh, they're so great in the snow. They're Quattro. They've got all wheel drive. No, they've got Volkswagen Four Matic or whatever they call it. Four Motion. Four motion. Yeah. yeah, they got Volkswagen Four Motion with a different name. Like. Yep. It's not actual Quattro. Well, and Quattro, by any other name, is the same exact system. Let's be honest. Well, I mean, like, the OG Quattro, like, in the Audi Quattro Coupe, yes, that was a good all-wheel drive system. Because mm-hmm. it had two torsen diffs, and that was it. So, But if we're going to judge every car company off of a vehicle that they made 40 years ago... Then Acura would still be good. Acura's still wonderful. <laughs> Kia sucks. There aren't... <clears throat> Tesla doesn't exist. Like... 
BMW is still making good-looking cars. Yeah, like, BMW's on top of the world. Mercedes is reliable. Yep. Like, we're not going to judge vehicles off of shit that was made 40 years ago. No. We're going to judge vehicles that are made off of, in, like, the last 10 years. Here and now. Because that's what, that's what you're going to daily drive. Right. Like, I don't care if Kim Block's daughter is daily driving or right. Quattro. Like, anybody is going to be driving... Like an A4, maybe. No, it's a, gonna, A3. It, well, be, yeah, be and that's, that's like their biggest turd. Like, <laughs> well, because it's still Haldex, at least the A4. Well, actually, the A4 no, probably no, is the now, No, the A3 is actually their biggest turd, by far. Hmm. Because it had all of the computer issues, like water seepage. It had the sunroof seal issues. It had yep. the timing chain issues. It had the Haldex <laughs> clutch issues. It had upper strut mount issues. It had broken spring issues. This is awesome. It has all of the issues of an A4 and a GTI put Look, together. That is a Mark IV and an Audi stapled together. No, a Mark V and an Audi well. stapled. No, because a Mark IV is almost good. Like, almost. Okay. Almost good. By, like, you could feasibly daily drive a Mark IV and be okay. But, like, um, it's like a Mark V. Okay. Like an early Mark V where mm, they had the five-cylinder. Even the five-cylinder mm. was shitty. Um <laughs> But like, yeah, that's a dice roll, man. If you didn't get a TDI, it's will you make it to 60k without like, an engine? Well, that's the thing is like today, not today, but like they had like an okay era in like about 2016. You get a five cylinder with a manual, and you're mm-hmm. probably fine. You could still get a two liter non turbo single cam. Oh yeah, eight valve I forgot they brought that manual. back for a while. Yeah, <laughs> because they needed something reliable, <clears throat> and so like you could still get the occasional okay car, but like you'd like look for it, right? But, like, even then, you're still dealing with broken springs, stuck calipers, Haldex issues, radios just quitting for no reason. Like, the radio just turns off. There's no, no, there's a reason. It's the gateway module under the back seat. No, 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 separate of that. (laughs) Like, the radios themselves. Oh, it's not just a can failure somewhere else? Oh, yeah. No, like, this is a known thing on Tiguan's. Where, like, Tiguan's, like, the radio just shuts off. (laughs) You don't know what it's going to do. And by this radio shutting off, it also shuts off every single warning chain. Cool. I yeah. suppose that all runs through the speakers. Mm-hmm. It's Correct. bad. Yeah. I'm not it's, even it's... sure if that's like legal for that. To oh, fail. it's a curse problem. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, downstairs tenants next door have like a silver 2010 Take One 2.0 T, and like I'm just waiting for oh. someday that won't show up anymore. It won't. No. Yeah. Wait. Where? At, at your my neighbors at my home, the downstairs renters traded in their Mazda three for a Tiguan. Oh, do you have actual roommates now at your house? No, next door. Oh, downstairs. next door. Yeah. Would they traded in for, uh, what kind of car did they have? They traded in a Mazda three. Ooh, they're fucked with really bad tires. And so they're probably like, oh, we need all wheel drive for this. No, street. they don't. Yeah, no, they need new tires. <clears throat> but <clears throat> anyway, they traded in a reliable car, for... even though second gen Mazda threes weren't like great, great. Still no, way they're... better than a Tiguan. Second gen Mazda threes. Had rust issues. This one was pretty clean. And they had the struts wear out, like Fiat bad mm. wear out. Where like that's like probably the first point of failure in the suspension. Uh, and then what else was it? Oh, um, carbon buildup, and that's it. That's okay. just a that early direct injection issue. Oh, I didn't even know those were DI. Okay. Yeah, this is the very first generation of DI. Yeah, I gotcha. but. Yeah, unlike a Volkswagen, didn't have the little flappy paddles inside the intake manifold to get broken and then just, like, fuck everything. It, it, it would just, like, hey, you get worse fuel economy, you have a stumble on idle. Like, that, that's what you have with the carbon buildup on gotcha. Mazda 3s. Like, okay. they are problematic. Like, relatively speaking, they're problematic, but, like... 
they're fine. Both that car and the Tiguan both had like buy here, pay here style dealership license plate frames. So oh no, oh yeah. Let me give us Tiguan till April. Yeah. I mean, I may give it. A, I may go long and say April. And it got hailed on in that hailstorm, so now it's a golf ball, and it's like, oh god. I, oh, I bet they didn't have like correct insurance. I'm either. sure they did not have comprehensive on it. Ooh, they were turbo fucked on that. <laughs> yeah, this is. They, I'll they, update you guys. As this. I don't think they're gonna live there anymore. <laughs> like, Tiguan. Every single person <clears throat> that I've encountered with the Tiguan has either a had. Wealthy parents that yeah. can help them live. Afford to put an engine in it. Or B, excuse me, um, teeter on homelessness because of the vehicle. And I, I'm not exaggerating. Like, there were a lot of people that were good karma that came from, like, because Northeast is, like, that's kind of, like, hipstery area. But, like, yeah. once it gets, like, near north and, like, the west, like, west of 494, that's where you start to have, like, a lower-income neighborhood. And... A lot of people would buy them because foolishly somebody said, oh, foreign cars are good when they meant to say Japanese cars. German cars are well made is what I hear so often. Yeah, and they're not. Um, not by and large. No, they're not. They never have been. They've just had like, some good cars. Like, yes, Mercedes from the 70s and 80s were objectively fantastic. Those were very well made cars. BMWs. From the, the same era. From the same era were the best fuel injected cars in the 1980s. Like... Those are two objective facts. But, like, yeah. when <laughs> you see, like, some like poor lady that, like, makes, like, $35,000 a year. Yeah. And she gets a Q7 from Copart. Oh, no. That was said to run and drive. And they de- deliver it to her on a forklift. And she drives it away. And it's her only car. And she sold her like Lumina to pay for it. Oh no. And then you hit her with, Hey, you need $10,000 like right now of work. And her eyes bulge out of her head. She goes, are what do I need to make it run? I'm like, okay, you need $8,000 to make this like a daily driver, like just in your neighborhood, just chains or what was it? No, it was much worse. <clears throat> and then she goes, okay, I need to think about it, defers it. And then it gets towed in. And it's now you need thirty thousand dollars worth of work like, <laughs> on a vehicle that's worth like four grand. Yeah, and it's like oh. on this car, yes, it needed chains. However, before it needed chains, remember how I said they delivered it to her on a forklift? Yep. Well, they had kinked the drive shaft a little, but like just the tiniest amount. Oh my god! And it had caused a leak in the holdex. Uh, like bearing, and I suppose, yeah, because yeah. that's like rigid it, it, mounted it, yeah, into the back yeah, of the exactly. case, exactly. And then the oh, rear main was leaking, no, like separately. It was just a curse problem, and like there was something else that would have been better I, off pulling the case off and welding I, the diff up. I think, I think there was something else that happened. There, there was another like catastrophic issue was caused by that. How did she well. even? You need like a broker to buy a car from Copart. How did she even end up she with that? She had a friend that was a broker. Was, oh great! And he, he's a he was a fucking idiot as well. Oh, I could tell because he sold her a Q7. Yeah, and like from Copart, I got to I had the pleasure of meeting him, and he had the world's worst A6. Oh no! And I'm like, you got in this car and said mm, this guy knows what he's talking about. Oh no! 
And it's like, it wasn't even a car where it's like, this A6, like, looks good from close up. It's just, it's just got some cosmetic issues. I'm like, I heard the timing chains on startup. Like, <laughs> no, this isn't okay. It smells like coolant and the doors closed. Like, this isn't a good vehicle. Like, yeah, Volkswagen Vol- like Audi's always sucked and they always will. And it's just, it, like, they are such a scummy company. And that's why it's like, even when they make something that is good, I don't want to give them credit. Right. Because it's like, cool, you did a good thing. Like, good job. You know, the Third Reich also made the Autobahn, but it doesn't excuse them for all the other horrible shit they did. <laughs> Love the Nürburgring doesn't make me a Nazi. <laughs> exactly. Like, the, like it, it's it's like when people say, oh, this person's getting better. I'm like, I guess, you know, Momar Gaddafi could have, like, improved his personality <laughs> and still been a very shitty person. Like, so it, it's what it's like. It's like Volkswagen, yeah, they got a little bit better. Cool. They still have a really long road to go before they get to okay person. I'm really liking these Volkswagen (laughs) (laughs) analogies and metaphors. And comparing them to the Third Reich and Muammar Gaddafi. I concede Audi VAG is a worse company than Tesla, but I am going to use that as a segue into my next topic, which is yesterday in the morning, Mm -hmm. I saw that Tesla had dropped their entire model line roster of pricing by somewhere between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars per car. Wow. Which is significant. And most of those cost cuts were from the Model Y, which is what all the dummies buy. And boy howdy was the local Facebook Tesla group fun to watch that morning, as everyone that bought a Model Y foolishly, period, but in the last six months came out of the woodwork and said they were so angry with Tesla and all this it's like, good. A, they really needed to make price cuts because the Kia, the Hyundai of the They're world, eating is their... eating their lunch, rightfully so. Good. It's a yeah. better, cheaper product. Because this is stagnating and that, This now. is also us saying it's a better, cheaper product after Scott had his Nero saga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and they're still better. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, all right, you're going to have a failed engine, but the rest of the vehicle's fine. Or failed motor. Yep. But it's still going to run yep. more or less. It'll work. It will not work as designed, but it will be functional. Do you know functional. the failure mode of the Kia Nero uh, motor issue? Hmm. Uh, you just lose additional forward motivation. Do you know what the failure mode is for the recall uh, for the ID4 that Scott's car is pending for? Oh, no. What happens? It may crash. Unintentional. Like, just out of the blue. May cause crash. Oh. Like, the NHTSA documentation said may cause vehicle to crash unexpectedly. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> well, here's a fun fact. Uh, speaking of Tesla, <laughs> Elon Musk has lost more money than anybody else has ever made. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> is this Twitter, Tesla, or both? Uh, ju- just his own personal losses. He's like, okay. He has lost more money than anybody else in the world. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk's loss <laughs> losses so in the last year... Have been. <laughs> I really am relishing this, by the way. Three times the GDP of Bulgaria. <clears throat> wow. The entire GDP of Bulgaria in 2021 was $84 billion. That's Elon a lot of money. Elon Musk has lost between, <laughs> I think I, I saw between 150 <laughs> and $300 billion. And. So, going on a low end here, uh-huh. he's lost about three times the GDP of Bulgaria. So, but prior to this, was he the wealthiest person in the world? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. By a long shot. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't pay uh, attention to this yeah, stuff. He so. made many, many, many dollars. Okay. Um, but this is because I mean, if you think about it, all right. This is the thing. I've always made this argument. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what, like chaotic good, chaotic evil is. Yeah. Yes. And stuff like that. Yeah. How they, they mean they, nothing they, like what they sound like. Yeah, it, it's the D and D alignment chart. And being somebody that's played a lot of RPG video games, you Ryan, I know. Shocking. Really. I couldn't People tell go, by looking chaotic at chaotic good is just wacky and good. No. no. Chaotic good nope. is the ultimate good. Like, like, like Machiavelli was, like, chaotic good in his mind. Like, it's not good. Chaotic good is the ultimate good, but you do bad things to get to it. <clears throat> sure. Like, you're... you're the end your motivations goal here, are... Yeah, your the ends always justify them. Yes, exactly. And so... <laughs> When I say, like, if you look at a chart of, like, where people are in the world, yeah. Elon Musk, I would put at, like, the furthest corner of chaotic good because ultimately his company's electric cars are mm-hmm. good for the environment. He's trying to make humanity an interplanetary species so, like, mm-hmm. we don't die from a single asteroid strike. Internet for everyone with Starlink. Mm-hmm. Chad GBT to make everybody's lives easier. Um, the boring company, so you can have your own flamethrower. Yeah, well, yes, your own flamethrower, but also <laughs> high-speed rail. Right, right. Um, these are all things that are ultimately good, but the way he's going about it is the worst possible way. The legacy of things that that man leaves behind will end up being really good things. Yeah, no, he's definitely <laughs> Thomas Edison. Like, it's not a good thing. You don't want to be Thomas Edison. That is making insanely good sense. Thomas Edison is a terrible human being. Oh, yeah. He was disgusting on every level. Like, not good. Very bad. Very good. Very not good. Not at all a little bit good. Terrible human being. Like, deserves to burn in hell. And that's exactly what Elon Musk is. Um, And yeah, he's lost a shitload of money. But also, um, that being said, like... Going back to Tesla and losing a shitload of money, yeah, they totally fucking deserve it. And it's like Piss Jugs made a post about how now's a great time to buy a Tesla. It's better than ever. It's like, no, it's still not. No. Tesla still sucks. Still don't they buy the were, product because it's still a worse deal than an EV6 or an Yeah, I-5. like they were dropping their price because they're making a Mitsubishi. They're not making a good vehicle. They're making a cheap, shitty product. Well, we talked even last recording day about like the new lowest end Model 3 and how like it's not just they didn't make the existing one cheaper like they, no, they made really it made it worse they've made it objectively worse it's like, like the the US made i uh ID4 it's like it's really stripped down like yeah. smaller battery worse like yeah. steering wheel no heated steering wheel like there's a bunch of stuff like it isn't the same product it's like shrinkflation that's like the potato chip bag that yeah. you bought 20 years ago versus the one you buy now yep. like you think it's the same but it is not no not at all it it, it it's yeah that that's exactly kind of what's going on here with Tesla and with Tesla, like, you know, people are still gonna buy them, but I think um, there's just in America the like thought pattern behind producing vehicles yeah. is just it's totally backwards. What do you mean? Like, we design a car. And people go, I need electric vehicle. I need big. I need all-wheel drive. Oh, sure. They don't look at, like, what the product itself is. They don't go, oh, you know what? This one is front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive or whatever, but it is still electric and it is still big, whatever, and it fits my needs. But it's not all-wheel drive. But, like, just by saying, oh, it's dual motor, like... 
cool. That's going to net you guaranteed sales because people are stupid and bad. And because they have the wrong solutions for the right problems. And I, yeah, and I, I think that... Um, oh, God. You know, not to say, like, Europe's any better, but when we look at issues, we just... We don't look at the product as a whole. Sure. We look at a selection of checkboxes. Sure. You're looking at the the data from the study that supports your argument. Like, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing, yeah. And it's like, like for me, when I was purchasing the Fiat, mm-hmm. um, I needed something that was small. I needed something that was uh, more fuel-efficient than my van, which is not hard. Um, I wanted something that was a little bit fun. Um, and I'm okay with two doors like i don't need four doors i actually prefer not having four doors um well well, with jana like i I told you it's an anxiety thing for her yeah no i I get we've talked about that with like i think it was even the volkswagen yeah yeah the the accord okay the accord and how how a two-door car is better for a nanny um and so like a two-door car is just like better like in case she ever had to drive it or something Mm -hmm. um but the thing is if i had looked at a list of check boxes i would have unchecked i would have just left out the fiat entirely because italian is supposed to be bad right honestly this car's been fine i have had my first actual failure though what'd you what'd you have the window broke on oh it. yeah your right side the, regulator yeah my right side regulator broke in the snow i never killed a regulator cold. in mine i've had like it, five of those it, yeah it was i was trying to roll it down it was super duper cold outside and there's the smallest piece of ice and it just the plastic was super hard and broke the plastic it's got to be an age thing i guess yeah, it must be. I, I think I blame the cold. Okay. Because it was incredibly cold, and there was a piece of ice, and it was just one of those things where it's like, you know, everything gets brittle in the cold. Mm-hmm. I am aware. Yeah. Even and, me. Yeah. I get very brittle. Yeah, and so it was just a piece of plastic got brittle and broke. That's, it is what it is. So. But you've had that car for a few years now. Yeah, I've had since 2020. So, okay. like, it's... I'm not crying about... Having to replace the regulator, it is what it is. But like that's the thing is like I've had like a failure on it. But that's the thing is if if I read what every every report said, right? Like everyone would say, oh, it's a t- it's gonna be terrible. It's bad. It's got all, every problem in the world. And it's like it's got a couple like weird things. Like, it did, especially like the first model year. It had like the ball joints were unique to that one model year, which was Euro only, and you couldn't buy the parts here. And they had a- like. Side skirt issues. Yeah, well, it still has the side skirt issues. <clears throat> it's got some cosmetic issues. It's side skirt issues, and it has the broken armrests I haven't taken the time to actually fix. But, but like, by and large, especially mechanically, it's a, it's a functioning vehicle. It's really great. Good. I've not had any issues. Like there are things that I'm worried about. I'm worried about the timing belt. I'm worried about you know the clutch. You know things like that. Just because yeah, like yeah, but I mean like that's just you know that's gonna happen on any car. It's mm-hmm. got a manual transmission and a timing belt. So I mean the. the Thing is, though, is getting back to Tesla, people just look at these checkboxes and what a Tesla does. And Tesla's really good at marketing, mm-hmm. but this is a really, like, a primo example of marketing versus real life experiences. Is like, people forget that, like, Model A is when they first came out. Like, the pillars were, de- like, coming up off of the body. Like, well, it's because they had wood inside. And yeah, well, I mean, if you do, you remember the stories about how like the pillars, like the welds, would break and they just like crack. No, no, because I don't deal with anything pre-war. Well, <laughs> I'm talking about like the. Uh, 
But like it, when the Model A first came out, like I'm not was, actually aware of this. No. So there were like catastrophic <clears throat> issues where like the seam welds were just like incorrect on some of these cars. <laughs> Great. Problematic. <laughs> and like really? it was it was worse than bumpers. <clears throat> just, just bumpers coming off. These cars have to come back to the factory. They have to like strip the paint off, re-weld something, put repaint the whole car. And this is pre-recall era, so that this is like the first year of Model A production. Like, this is right when we first started recording, but like, yeah, like Tesla just has these catastrophic issues. Oh, sorry, Model A is a Ford. You're talking about the Model Three or the Model Y? I do remember Model Three. My bad. No, that's I've been saying Model A this whole time. You have. Sorry, that's why I did Model Three. My bad. Okay. No, Model A. That's why you looked at me funny when I said there's wood inside. No, no, I was talking about the Model Three. Okay. Came back to Tesla. Yeah. Model Three. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they were just they were chucking them out. Yeah, they're trying to get them out the door. They weren't doing any quality checks. Yep. And what they're doing is 1970s Pontiac shit. Or like. Yeah, you get your Pontiac, the steering wheel's upside down, and it's missing a hubcap, and but you it's got car. one 13-inch wheel, <laughs> and that wheel behind it doesn't have a brake drum on it for some reason. Okay. Good enough. It chips. Like, <laughs> what? You're paid for the number of VIN that go out the door that day. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, like, yeah. with, getting back to this, is if people look at a car for its content, mm-hmm. In quality, not just what checkboxes it checks off, you will be better for it because mm-hmm. the whole checkbox thing is how people end up with Chevy Traverses. I saw one of those on my way in with Blizzax on it. I had a conversation with somebody who said their dream car was a Traverse or an Acadia, and I didn't reply back to that because I was just like, How did you come to this conclusion? How that, were your that, standards so low? This is the car you... Like, I wasn't going to shit on her dreams, because you know what? That's an attainable dream, but, like, I don't know her story. But what the fuck? Like, who I who hear inspires about, to this? I want to hear the stories that make that vehicle appealing to you. Like, it was what a, experience... It was a not-car person. It was a random mom on that, like, Casper's Polls or whatever Facebook group that, like, Mike added me to. But, like... You get into any Traver, any GM Lambda that's done more than like a mile and it's got a timing chain slap and the transmission slipping. Like, what? what? I have no idea. I have no idea. I didn't, I, I didn't I want ask. I want them on the podcast. I want to ask them questions. Yes. Like, like I don't want to like shit on them. Like, I genuinely want I'm to understand. I, I want to understand that thought pattern. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I was like, I, she said that. And then, like, I was like going to Zantigo and I saw one like at a stop and I was looking at it. I'm like, I'm like trying to find like I'm really good at finding the appeal for anything. Like you know this about me. Yeah. I I'm like Yeah, you'll yeah, you'll I can reference get the part like oh, it's actually it's because of this. I can get excited oh, over almost cool. any vehicle. And I'm looking at this and I'm going huh. I'm like is it the wheel arches? Is it the wheels? Is it the weird six-leg bolt pattern that's unnecessary? Is it the rolled exhaust tips from the factory? Is it the shape of the rear window? Like, I don't get it. Is it the font? Maybe it's the fact that it's got the squared wheel arches. That's what really sold a lot of terrains. It was the squared wheel arches. It must be something like that. I have no idea. But I I genuinely, like, I I could, because I've been in many a traverse. Oh, yeah. Like, being a used car salesperson and a service advisor, Mm -hmm. I've been in many a traverse. Because guess where those are found? 
buy here, pay here lots, and repair shops. So and auctions. Yeah, and I'm just like I was like so flabbergasted by that. Just, it just it really just blindsided. Like, like, I didn't know, speechless. I didn't. I couldn't reply to that. I just I liked your comments and just left it at that. I'm like you, you do you. I'm proud of you. You have a dreams. You have dreams, and God bless you. God bless you for having a dream. I don't know what made you want that dream, but hey. You have a dream. Some people really like Hootie and the Blowfish. And you know what? That's their choice. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to fight them on it. Okay. So. That was a, yeah? Yeah. That That is just, people just, you can do um. better. Anyway, let's talk about doing better. I want to talk about GMCT Turbo Glide thing that you put on my thing here. I love that I, we're still burning through like the bonus topics I had to key in like two months ago. So, yeah, well, tell me about it. I don't know anything about this. I didn't read into it at all. Uh, um, however, I do know quite a bit about um, the Power Glide and the Dynaflow. So, yeah, this that's perfect. So what this is, it's a, I mean, it's, it's more similar to their three speed that came after the power glide, yeah. but it's still a planetary based box okay. and it does still have a torque converter, but the difference is it uses a switch pitch converter. Okay. So yeah. like, the, like, a, like a power, like a dynamo. Like, like yeah. your Buick's transmission. Yeah. yeah. So this was really interesting. And in the 1950s, I think this came out in 1953, 57, sorry. Yeah. 57, um, all transmissions, more or less, in consumer vehicles, cars, trucks, everything, were like cast iron until yeah. at least the 1980s. So this this was a die-cast aluminum one-piece trans. What engines were they put behind? This was only put behind the small block and a straight six. This, so, like, the... I think it was the... Do does it say what displacement small block? Probably. I don't know. You can click into there. But this was only sold for a year or two. It says 57 to 61. Okay. So it was sold for a little bit. But what's strange about this is... So 57 to 61... This This was really cool. What I think is so odd about this is this um, transmission independently was found in three different body styles. Okay. It was found in the Tri-5 Ponton sort of thing. That like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, the drive five sort of thing, like where they had like, and like some of the models had like pontons instead of fins. It was like the drive five sort of thing, and then you had like the like ginormous like nineteen fifty eight Impala and like fifty nines, those things, Mm -hmm. and then you had the in the sixty, but then you had the sixty one through sixty four because they did a three year model cycle 55 56 57 okay yeah 58 59 60 oh, 61 62 63 <laughs> i think it's 64 kind of but I didn't know yeah that. 60 like 61 I knew the yeah thing, so the the thing was in the 50s what gm would do is you know how they every year they did the rolling changes mm-hmm. if you look at those cars closely they had a three-year window in which cars were the same and they made body changes on the same body style. So like the frames and brakes and powertrains were the same? Oh, they, the whole, like all the body panels are the same. They just changed the trim and like the shape of the grill and headlights. Okay. But like the basic fender design stamping is kind of like the same. Okay. So, so you're, only, actual, you're like, only changing a, por- a smaller portion of that fender. Okay. Yeah. But the body was the same? Like even the, the back yeah, corners so if you if you think about like, imagine a 55 Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yep. Now imagine a 57. 57 has the bigger fins in the back. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a 55 and a 57, they're pretty much the same looking. Like, if you think of their front ends, they have pretty much the same front end. Like, the 57 is a more bulbous 
like bumper. I mean, you pay attention to the grill and the headlights, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, like, you can tell it's a Tri Five. Yeah. They're very similar. So, but if you think of like a fifty-eight Impala, it's a dual headlight Impala, yeah. and you think of a fifty-nine Impala, and the those are cool. 60, yeah, and the, <clears throat> the sixty Impala, which is the suspicious vampire. Um, <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah, what you yeah, mean. exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, if you look at those three. Like, those are similar. Like, the body's similar. The 58 was, like, a one-year, really, was its change. They made a big change in 59. But 59 and 60 were very similar. But, anyway, the thing is, is they did the three-year model change cycle. Hmm. Um, so, this is very interesting, because 57 to 61 is three different complete... I get what you're saying. Like complete yeah. ground up redesigns. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, we we still have all this stuff, but like, we got to use that's it. That's just very strange that they. But it must have just been a cost thing. I I can't imagine this would have been like any worse to live with than a power glide. But like, it's effectively a six speed, which is kind of cool. And in the fifties, that would have been considered pretty much continuously. And these had no torque converter lockup either, so you don't feel those shifts. And I was like, well, all right, that kind of makes sense. Because if the thing is just rolling through the valve body the same way it would. That's so weird. But it's like a high-low okay, splitter so in, a, in, in a truck. Chevrolet's and Canadian Pontiacs through the 61 model year is a cost option, extra cost option of $50. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was a lot in the 50s. Yeah. But and it also had uh, HR, which is hill retarder, which is incredible. Um, but it was effectively a hill holder. It, so it, you didn't have the... That, like, the searching for gears on hills. Mm. Oh, that's really fascinating. This is a really but, innovative piece of tech for the time. Yeah, this is also a tremendous piece of shit. Oh, I'm sure it's yeah, awful. No, it, aluminum, <clears throat> there's a reason they didn't use aluminum cases <laughs> in this era. Alloys were pretty bad in the 50s. Yeah, this would grenade. <laughs> like, this will cut your legs off. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you no. get a little bit of wobble in the front pump. You're done. Yeah. This is a... <laughs> This is a absolute oh, dead end for power building. And I think that's why it wasn't popular and it didn't last all that long. No, like, it sounds awful. But it's still interesting. It's very interesting. Very interesting, but also objectively awful. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying or suggesting anyone should ever get this. And CVTs are bad, but... You know, th that's cool. There's also... I like this because this kind of falls and I'm... I've, you know, in recent years become very interested in 1950s American cars. I am aware. And it's because of shit like this. You should go find one of these and put it at the Buick just for I, fun. No, I, what I want <laughs> is I want to get, like, this transmission, put it behind, like, a Bendix fuel-injected, like, Chrysler engine <laughs> with, like, an adapter, and then give it, like, the flexi like torque tube oh that, like, no uh, tempest. Oh, no, just no, put no. all like oh. make like the most cursed like high-tech 50s car like this is like the disappointment build but but like, like this is the thing form. is like the 1950s is they just like they moved so fast and broke so much shit to like make cars better yeah. like yeah something's got better but like and people go like American cars are so good in the fifties. Like no, they just did everything. Every dumb idea. Yeah, they you can did. find a good idea from the fifties. Yeah, but like, all the other bad ideas were rotted like, out. Like for for every small black Chevy, for every like fire dome Hemi, um, that there was, there was a turbo glide transmission. There was the flexible drive shaft. There was Bendix sure fuel injection. There were so many like just like shit products that were made in the fifties that nobody <laughs> thinks about, and I really relish in that because um, a lot of people shit on 
80s cars mm -hmm. for that same reason. Uh, 80s cars sucked. They were unreliable because they all think of the GL10. <laughs> like, like you're right that 80s car Subaru, is unreliable like yeah like that's true but like what's gonna happen is like gen z when like they're our our age they'll look back like 80s cars and be like yeah the 50 mustang look at that look at the e30 m3 like look at all these great reliable good vehicles like for every one of those there's an absolute stinking pile of shit and that's of every single era and mm -hmm. i think like with the reason the malaise is not remembered fondly is they still had a lot of innovation, but like, yeah, but it wasn't for fun. It was, well, no, necessity. I mean like even then, like they didn't go with some of their crazy ideas cause they couldn't afford it. Right. Cause like everybody was hamstrung in every way. Right. You can't take your gambles. Yeah. You can't really take your weird, your weird ass gambles that you took in the fifties. Like are you make a power glide transmission or bend fuel injection <clears throat> in like 1974? No. You know they had like two blackboards in the the GM room in 1954. They had the Dynaflow and they had the Power Glide. Yeah. And one guy's just like, "Fuck it, we're not going anywhere." Yeah. Pushes the two together. I'm like, yeah. "We're making that." Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're making the we're making a bad thing. We're making a Turbo Glide. Yeah, which I love that they put Turbo, a turbo and was Glide on everything. in everything. Turbo was on everything and had nothing to do with anything. So, well, the turbo, the torque converter. Yeah, but I mean, this is the thing is like. <clears throat> They had turbos. Like, <laughs> they existed. In products they also sold. But like in 1957, the turbo didn't just like appear out of the ether. Like that had been around since like pre-war. Oh, yeah. Like that had been on most World War II airplanes had turbo superchargers. Mm -hmm. and, and like... And like heavier machinery had you, turbocharging. You, you and... could have... Yeah. You could have easily put a turbo onto a car. You know, like they just... They were trying to figure out ways like for fueling. But for the love of God, do not turbocharge an One engine on a turbo glide. No, a turbo glide is Correct. a bad idea. You know, it's two great terms put together because the turbo hydromatics are great. Yes. The power glides were great. They were. The turbo glide was not great. Correct. Yes. Probably. I don't actually know that conclusively. I'm going to tell you right but now. But we can say I, that I can it. Gear, I will. I will bet you a million dollars this is not a great transmission. Ryan, I don't have a million dollars. I don't have bet. a million dollars either, oh, okay. but I will take a Wall Street bet on that one. Okay. Like, that I will... You know, I'm not going to take the bet, but I appreciate where you're coming from. Yeah, there's no no way on earth that this transmission was a good idea. <laughs> but God bless him for trying. So anyway, tell all me right, about all right, Jaguar. All right. all right, so I wasn't even aware that they still made the I-Pace brand new. Um, obviously, Scott has his and he likes it, but... Well, uh, the I pace would make sense, but what about the? I assume they're done with the F pace. Well, I have no idea. That's that's a gasser version. You're right. Yeah. So I'm sure they make the I pace because. But like the I pace every... has been around for a long time. Yes. That's that's the main reason I was surprised to see that it was still in production. I'm but, not. I mean, they have a bunch of V8 supercharged cars they sell, so I guess when it, did they, they need. When did Jaguar release the XJ? Oh God, seventy four. Seventy two. I think it was seventy two. When did they end the XJ? Did they end the XJ? With the original body style? Oh, oh 2003? Two, no, 2000. No, it was longer than that. Really? When did they make the updated XJ? Uh, that was when I was in college, so 09. Yeah, 09. Yeah. Let's let's look it up, shall we? They had, three, they had oh, three generations the of the original body style. I gotta find this. Oh, no, it's in the wiki. I've looked at that wiki. XJ... They had three body styles, and so all three body styles were sort of like my like minorly updated. All right, uh, but like 
So they had the series one, two, and three. to 73. So, all right, series one, two, and three are the ones where parts were like literally interchangeable with okay. 68 to 92. Okay. Um, XJ40, <laughs> 300, and 308 was 86 to 03. Okay. Um, yeah, the fact that these are all split out is bonkers to me because they are the same car. The shortest lived one was the X. Uh, 350 and 358, which were like... 07, okay. Yeah, that was... Yeah, 09. That was the final version of what was the original look of the car. So, yeah. I'm not surprised that they still make the iPhones. Fine. You, you know what? Have when a Stella point. goes to college, guess what? You're going to be able to buy brand new. An iPad? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It'll still be for sale. But good news. They've added an option for 22-inch wheels because the 21s weren't big enough. I think they were running out of tires being made in a 21-inch. Could be. Because that's just... Who the fuck makes a 21 these days? You either make a 20 or you make a 28 or whatever it oh is. Oh, my God. 26, like, you mean? Yeah, whatever. I, but any, any wheel that's over 17 inches, I instantly don't give a shit about until you hit 30. But, yeah, if you, if you want an I-Pace, it's still a great vehicle. Um, you, know, I've, you know how I've got this, like, aversion to, like, engines that are 1.6 to 3 liters? Yeah. I have the same aversion of 18 inch to 29 inch wheels. <laughs> like anywhere, like 17s are the biggest I go. Or 30s. And then I go to dock, yeah. And, and that's the thing is I like tiny engines or I like behemoths. Like, <laughs> you also like just quirky engines for the sake of being quirky. Yeah. Well, it's like a Trophy 4 isn't a particularly. But a Trophy 4, if you look at the displacement, is still a four cylinder. It's like three liters. Yeah, but so is that new uh, Blueprint Engines LS yeah, four pod. It's a three uh, six, I think. It's also massive. Yeah. So three point six liter four cylinder. I've got a ma- I've got like a math like equation in my head. I, th- I think it's like per liter if you make un- if you make over one liter per liter or per cylinder okay. like, of displacement, then I'm interested. If you make like what if it's a diesel? If you make like I think it's like what is one point five divided by or what is that? That's like I, I think three, like a third seven, of a five? liter. Yeah, oh, three seven five. Yeah. So if you make like a third of a liter per cylinder to one liter per cylinder, that's my blank area where I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> it's gonna take a lot to get me interested in that. Five hundred cc per cylinder. Hmm. One point one liter per cylinder. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like seven hundred and twenty <laughs> cc per uh, per cylinder. Nah, nah. Uh-uh. It's just a walking no, meme at this no, point. No. <laughs> All right. But yeah. That's a fair point. I mean, I didn't really think about how long they left some things in production, but if you look at like the X type and the S type, those were not in production long. The originals. The what? original S type was in production for too long. But, but the X type and the, the S type ones. The only reason those died is Ford sold them. <laughs> That's true. Like, that was because they died with the recession. The they literally died with the recession. Like they died as soon as Ford sold. Because yeah, if, if Ford was still like making okay. them, you could get a brand new S type. Looks like it was made in two thousand two. Like guaranteed. All right. Yeah. Jaguar doesn't end things. I mean, which is great because this is still a fantastic vehicle. But all they did is really change the bumpers, the headlights, add a new wheel option. Still the same battery, as Good. far as I can tell. But still I love a great it. Car. I, this is the thing: is you don't like it when Fiat lets things die on the vine. I do. I love when they make the same car forever. I just don't. Like I like one year only models. And I want like models that are made for thirty years. Like those are the things I like. Like hit me with a. Uh, like an air-cooled Beetle. That's tight. See, I'm just the asshole that hates both. Because if you ask me about an E24, the reason why I hate them, there were like 
12 different rolling parts changes in all the model years, and none of them fit. It, it's cursed enough where I'm, like, interested in it. Like, oh, and there's such two a di- bad card. Two different things. It's, like, it's very cursed to a point where it's, like, humorous, oh, or it's just good to live with. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, that's what I like. Is I like things that are either so cursed I can't help but laugh at them, or something that's just in production for entirely too long. Like Twingos. Twingos are made forever. Oh, man. Unchanged. That Twingo looks awesome, by the Unchanged. way. Unchanged. Oh, Darren's, you finally uh, saw no, it. Yeah, yeah, it's literally, he found the perfect That one. is, the spec and the colors are perfect. Yeah, no, he found it. I think it's first, Darren's first, like, 10 out of 10, like, this is the car. Like, because Darren's, like, always had this incredible collection of, like, kooky cars, but it's always, like, a buy-here-pay-here, like, manual Mercedes R129. Or, like, a a diesel column shift like 240D. Oh, like, yeah. just like, like stinky cars. I think that'd be a 220D. I don't think they ever yeah, call them. Yeah, 220. Yeah, 220D. But like, just the stinky things is what you usually get. So this is the first time I've ever seen Darren get like, like, yeah, sure. He's got an S2000. Even the S2000, it's like. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's got, S, it's blue on blue though. Oh God. It's a blue leather. It's gotta interior. be an early one then. Yeah, it's AP1. But it's like, it's got the blue leather interior. And, like, he also, I guess he does have a, an Abarth. A 500 Abarth. Very good. So he's got a 500 Abarth and the Twingo, which are great. The S2000 has a jarring color combination. Some yeah, but that's love so it. of the period. Yeah. That's like you see a Z3M like, Roadster. Like he's, got, the... he's got, like, three cars that are, like, pretty soft. Oh, and the Beat. <clears throat> the Beat's a really good spec Beat. All right, so he does have some he's really got... great cars. He, he must have more cars than I do at this point. Oh, certainly. Okay. Because this is the thing, is Darren doesn't sell. Right. He just doesn't. I have to. No, Darren, he finds places to put shit. Like, he's got, like, a large property in Seattle, and it's just full of stinky cars. Darren finds spots to put cars like I find places with low power rates to play Darren, crypto miners. Darren um, makes, like, enough money to buy good cars. Sure. But he chooses to still buy $5,000 cars. Awesome. Like, it's really incredible. Like I kind of want to return to that, but there aren't enough interesting $5,000 EVs. Well, yeah, you don't yet. get the EVs. You have, to, you have to go with, like... But I need a daily. Darren's cars are, like, when you're playing Gran Turismo 4, mm-hmm. and, like, you start making, like, good money in the game. Yeah. But you still go to, like, the, the used car lots, and you buy them. <laughs> and you just add boost. Yeah, you, just, you, buy, you buy the weird <laughs> shit that you wanted. You're like, I'll take the Philip Pavetic Ford. I'll take the Honda Today G. Like, yeah, that's the one I'm going to take. I'm going to take the R, 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 sign yeah, me up. I'll take the Auto Bianchi A112. Like, yeah, just give me all the garbage. Do you like, know why? Because it doesn't break in this I game. have more cars. <laughs> And that's that's the thing that's funny about Darren is Darren's like I have more cars, <laughs> but like, I just as I age I I want to get closer to that eight car limit that I, I like I did the mental math ten years ago is like eight's the number that I can deal with and live with reasonably. I would love to have a Darren level of cars, but I would need a property outside of the Twin Cities to put them on. Correct. Like I need a like a decent sized pole barn, and like. I'm just unwilling to do that. And, yeah, like, I don't want to leave the 494 loop. Right. And Even this is, like, like Yeah, like, <clears throat> I'm this just trying to think of, go. like, even then, like, I'm trying to think of cars I, like, really want that are, like, affordable and stinky. It's all just JDM imports from the 90s, I'm guessing, right? No, like there's, like, there's, and... like, I really want a Pontiac Can-Am. Okay. Like, that's, like... What about a, um, 
what was that mini Chevy muscle car that we talked about? Um, oh, the Apollo. Yeah. Yeah, an Apollo. An Apollo SS. Yeah, Apollo would be great. <clears throat> I recently found out about the Ford Festiva Beta. Oh my God. Do I even want to know? Oh, you got Control T for that one. <laughs> uh, Ford Festiva Beta. It was a Japan-only Ford Festiva sedan. Oh, yeah. With a, the cutest little trunk you've ever seen. This is great. Yeah. It's really good. So oh, They got it in here. I know they do. There, there it, is. it is. But, like... Yeah, they, they made a sedan. That looks like a mini Ford Sierra mixed with, like, a Nissan... It, 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 this is the Oxalotl of the Ford, like, uh, Escort. Oh, like, man. You know how Oxalotl is just a baby that, like, hasn't hit, like, hasn't, like, grown into a full adult yet? That's how Oxalotls are. Mm-hmm, they, sure. Yeah, Oxalotls actually grow into a different creature once they become an adult. Those are words. I believe you. You know what an Oxalotl is? I do not. All right, control T, Oxalotl. No. No. Oxalotl's I already really did cute. Festiva B. I'm just I'm, I'm going to show you what Oxalotl is. Because <laughs> uh, they're literally the cutest <clears throat> creature. I don't know. Have you seen this Festiva beta? This should have been a World Cup of Cars. It's yeah. Adorable. No, if I had known about this car when we did the World Cup of Cars, oh, this you is not that recently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Oxalotls actually do grow into a different creature. <laughs> um, and yeah, they turn into a salamander. Okay. But like that's the baby version. Of he the looks all see-through. Yeah, so this is the Oxalotl version of the Salamander that is the Escort. <laughs> the Sierra. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, this is on my finisher list. But what I found out about the Festiva Beta is that <clears throat> in addition to being wonderful and having the cutest little trunk in the world, um, this is it's so terrible. left-hand I love it. drive. Yeah, okay, that is actually kind of weird. Because it was a literally a Korean market Ford that they brought to Japan. They sold like wow. 970 of them. Nobody <laughs> bought them. Because this is like a stupid, not good, slow sedan that's on a the wrong too big. side. Like it doesn't, it doesn't classify as a K car, but like it sucks in every other way. Like it, it's just a stinky car. But um, yeah, like Festivas, there's like a whole bunch of them. So like, all right. Um, I'm actually going to replace my e-bike thing with Festivas. I'm going to talk about the nifty e-bikes uh, next time. Cause <laughs> okay. I'm, really want, I'm on a Festiva roll here. <laughs> right. So like, Let's in, do it. So the Festiva was actually sold as the Kia Pride. <laughs> like in Kia, like it was designed by Kia as the Kia Pride. And then it was uh, replaced. It, so the, the Kia Pride was purchased or built under like as a knockdown kit by Ford. It's the Festiva. Okay. And then Ford knocked down the knockdown kit to Mazda to make the Mazda 121. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This is... We went through this so much with the World Cup of Cars. We're like knockdown of a knockdown of a knockdown. It's a knockdown of a knockdown of a knockdown. It's incredible. Oh, my God. So what you can get is you can get a... If you get a canvas top for, like, zero structural rigidity. Yeah, so that's a Kia Pride. You can get a five-door, which is great. You can get a sedan, and you can get the, uh, the, the canvas top. Where it's just like, if you want like the floppiest car in the world, like, because it's definitely a unibody. Genuinely, <clears throat> I don't know which has better structural rigidity, a Dushavo or a Kia Pride canvas top. Like, it it is a toss up. They both stink. A two CV weighs like eight hundred pounds. Yeah, I know, but like, also a two CV was designed to have a canvas roof. This one is totally just a Ford Festiva, where they remove the sheet metal and they put a piece of cloth. 
Can you imagine the, the noise best. that that would make if it was closed and you oh. went down like my street in the winter? It'd be incredible. <laughs> It'd be absolutely incredible. Like, yeah, it's like the worst noise. We're not gonna make it, are we? Uh, no. <laughs> like, like there is a reason they made the canvas top as the three door because it had at least the like quarter panel that was holding the car together. Because <laughs> yeah. if they made a five door, it would have been that's, game that's over. too many holes in the metal. Yeah, we no, can't it, do this. it would have just folded in on itself. Wouldn't surprise me if they like welded the tailgate shut on that thing. Yeah, and so well, what's also interesting about it is they made a oh, also the tailgate was a normal tailgate. You know, like oh, a Fiat yeah, 500 yeah, yeah. has <sighs> the tiny tailgate. That's the only thing I hate about the 500C. Well, because you need that <sighs> to make the car not fold. Engineer in around it yeah. somehow. So um, I want a 500 Abarth C. They also made a Ford Festiva GTX and for the Japanese market. It's got a great name. It's a very Oops. good name. And it has a engine called a BJ, <laughs> which is incredible. <laughs> so what does this BJ do for me? The BJ gives you dual red cams, okay. single port fuel injection. Nice. So Ooh. not like, you know, like toilet bowl injection yeah, yeah, yeah. on a twin cam engine. throttle butt, yeah. Which I just think is incredible. Because mm. if you think about that... Like, they made this great engine. And they're like, Which perfect. makes good intake noise. We made good engine. And, then, and they're just like, we're uh-uh. going to put a toilet bowl on this. <laughs> we're still going to do that. We're not, you thought we were going to do port injection, but nope, you get the toilet bowl. They got the bill for that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah no. No. no, we don't. However, this is what's interesting. In 1986, it made 88 horsepower. That's pretty good. Out of a 1.3 good. engine, in, liter engine. And then, but Honda, it weighs nothing. Yeah, and a Honda CRX. Made, had a 1.5 that made 91 horsepower that same year. So, like, that actually makes it a good car. That seems pretty zippy. That sounds like, actually, I would look kind at of it. want... It's got box flares. Yeah. That's really cool. I kind of want that. That is a finisher that. car, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's got, like, the hood bulge. I know. Like, it's actually a good car. Like, that's... I kind of would really want to drive a Festiva GTX at some point. Like, that sounds like a blast. It looks like the same people that did the Galant VR4 did this, because it's got the exact same, like, color-keyed wheels. It's got the oh, same everybody, bulges. everybody did that. Everybody did All that. Right. Like, that's how you made something fast. Like, if you had a hot hatch, like, 1986, you had box flares and color-keyed wheels, guaranteed. All right. All right. And there were wheels that were not divisible by four, either. <laughs> like, guaranteed. They're, like, seven spokes or three spokes. Okay. Nothing in between. Um, <laughs> yeah, three spoke, I get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Um, um, yeah, a uh, Ford Festiva GTX is a very cool Are they cheap? car. They have to be. I can't imagine a Ford Festiva being worth anything. Even Shoguns are worth money. And that's the one where they made them wide body and put a Ford Show V8 in the back. You've never heard of the Shogun? No. Oh, look at a Ford Shogun. Oh, this is a riot. They it's actually a, put that into production? This is a company in, in SoCal that make these. They made like 100 of them. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, that looks like oh, that's gotta be that's gotta be the V six. Uh, oh, these, these wheels are. They. It was the first generation four tour show. Yeah, yeah it was the, a V six. The three Yep. Yeah, no, it was a three That's V6, the good right? engine. But still, yeah, it was a V six with Jesus. a manual in the back. Because those American racing flat face polished aluminum wheels are very telling of the year that it was yes. made, which was like ninety two. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it was made. Yep. <laughs> Um, I've Leno, seen the catalog. When Jay, this is from Jay Leno, I think. Yeah, this is. He bought his new because it costs oh as much as a Corvette ZR1. <laughs> and that was an... Like, people complained it was, it about was, how expensive the VS ZR1 was. just as fast as a ZR1. It had like all the same specs as a ZR1. And Jay Leno said, yeah, but I can wear a top hat in this one. <laughs> 
Leno was cooler in the 90s, but that's I did not know about that. I want that. Yeah, no, he actually <laughs> daily drove this for a while. Can you find these? You can, It's like finding a Koning Mercedes. Like, they exist. They're, it, not in the, they're not a known quantity in the collector market. Is it cheaper than finding a Clio V6 Phase 2? Oh, yeah. Even a No, phase like, this is, like, probably E30 M3 money. Oh, okay. So, it, it's definitely attainable. It's just, like, I think there's, like, 20 surviving examples. That's so dumb. I love it. And yeah. that, that engine's really good. I mean, that Yamaha V6 It's is totally fantastic. reliable, reasonable vehicle. Yeah. Like, this is a very reasonable... You could car. probably still daily that if it had AC. Yeah. I think they did, actually, yeah. Well, I should with that price point. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, look at the size of the vent in the hood. That's clearly got multiple radiators up well, front. Well, like, even if you didn't get a Shogun, like, you could still get a Festiva <laughs> GTX. Like, when, the thing is, buying a JDM Festiva, you're going to spend more money on import costs than you buy in the car. I just wish there Guaranteed. was, like, a Twingo that did that. Like, I want box flares on a Twingo. That'd be great. I know. Yeah, Fantastic. like, they had the Twingo GT, but, like, you still have to wait, like, 20 years to get that, because they only made I those know. in, like, 2017. I know. I really like the Top Gear Ooh, piece on that. Actually, Twingo GT was sold in Mexico. Right, but I still can't bring it. Uh, like, so was the RSGR. Like, yeah. Do you know how cheap property is in Mexico? No, but... They never said you need... You don't need citizenship to buy a car in mexico you I... just need a mailing address you need a p.o box in mexico <laughs> and just have your tabs sent to your p.o box. i would sooner get dual citizenship in canada so i could have my avant time thank you oh there's actually an island in canada that's a principality of france that you can register the car and have brand new european cars we need to talk about this off air because if I can get my Avon time sooner. I, I heard about it on TikTok and I actually looked it, I looked it up and I'm like, but that place exists. And like, yeah, they, they issue licenses and stuff. They don't do any background check. You just need to have a PO box there and you can get cars that are sold. Like they have like most French brands, like they have dealers there. Well, I mean, Renault is definitely a French brand. Yeah, so, like, what you would do is you could be like, okay, I would like a, a Skoda. A, a, Isn't that? A, a Skoda favorite. and A Superb, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I love their names, by the yeah. way. It's my favorite. This one's Superb. This one's the favorite. Like, I would like a Skoda Superb. And then this one's you, would go, you, would go, you would buy it from Skoda, and then you'd have it shipped to a Volkswagen dealer there. Okay. And then you register it there. And, like, well, obviously the registration fees are stupid. But, uh, like... They have, it would have to be to support that economy. Yeah, but that's the thing. is like, it, it's totally this back door. So, apparently, in, like, Quebec and stuff, like, people are, bu- are buying, like, weird fucking car- European-spec cars hmm. and driving them in Quebec with these French license plates from this French principality that's, like, right off the coast. Huh. And, like, there's a ferry that goes between <laughs> like, and everything. Like, it's not hard. It's, it's literally, like, this is a principality. I have to find the name of like it. Like, the cars ship into the mainland and they go back out to the island via the ferry to get delivered, then they come right back. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> the ferry company's in on it, aren't they? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, no, I mean, like, you could legally have an Avon time in Canada right now if you yes, lived I know you in can, Canada. Yeah. So, I just, I, I wish there was a way. But, but you I, could also... Like, just speaking of cheap, weird cars. You could have a C4 Cactus. <clears throat> yeah, like, like, things like just, like, weird, cheap cars. Like, you don't need necessarily EVs. You just need to, like, think outside the box. No, no, my daily needs to be an EV. So, well, like. Yeah, yes, but, I mean, like, you, but this is the thing is you don't get these as daily. So, you get these as, like, a weird collection of trash. No, but going back to, like, Darren's point, it's, like, I would love to get back to the world of just, like, driving the cheap $5,000 cars. Yeah. But I still want to do that as my daily, and my daily yes. needs to be an EV. Oh, yeah, no, that's going to be very difficult. At mm. that point, you're just finding auction Maevs. Um, 
I know. It's, it's insane to me that I bought. Darren drove a Maiev. Have you ever been in one? No. Darren said it's hilarious. It's very bad, but like in a comical way. I would love to drive one, frankly. Because apparently they're super overpowered. <laughs> um, the American version <laughs> shares no parts of the Japanese Oh, we did talk version. about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently like they're just like burnout machines. Awesome. Because like, there's no sort of like traction control or anything. <laughs> Like, you just go and do donuts and, like, spend, like, your entire battery charge doing donuts in a parking lot. This is perfect. This sounds like a car Jack for you. Jack it up, weld the diff, and that's, a car that's for my you. lake machine. That is literally a car for you. If I found one cheap enough, I'd buy it. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I found two that sold on KBID at, like, random, like, auctions. Just, like, along with tools and shit. Yeah, like, for, like, three grand. That's not bad. Uh, next time I find one that's auctioning, I'll show it to you. If, if you ever see a, a Nissan Leaf... For under four at an auction. Yeah, I'll keep it, I'll keep know. eyes out for Leafs and Mayavs. Because I want to drive a Mayav, but I want to use a Leaf as a parts car. So. Understandable. All right, let's uh, uh, let me close out these tabs real quick so I can get back to the real let's world. Let's do one last one, and we'll we'll bump these other two topics in right. the next episode. Sounds three. good. So we are not really new tractor people, but I got to keep with this because we've been talking tractors about right to cool. repair. Tractors, tractors are, are cool. Very cool. Modern tractors from John Deere not that cool, but we've been talking about right to repair since. The start of this show. I will let you know that the cheapest Lamborghini you can buy is actually a tractor. a tractor, yes. What about a Porsche? Uh, they no. They do not make tractors anymore, no. But And you can get some really cheap things labeled Porsche, I guess. Yes, because the 924 exists. Um, Correct. But the thing is... <laughs> and you, many non-running 928s. Yes, in every Cayenne. <laughs> um, of any condition. And Boxster S. Yes. And, there, there's, okay. there, uh, yes, Porsche, we have established that Porsche makes some trash. <laughs> However, if you wanted... A Lamborghini of any sort. About $80,000 is what it takes to get an entry-level Lamborghini tractor, just so you know. That's too much. Not for a tractor. Well, great. But Sounds it's also like Clarkson's Italian. farm, yeah. It's also Italian. It's a Lamborghini. It's also entirely too big. <laughs> Jeremy, it's too large. It isn't. It doesn't fit in his garage. <laughs> Barely squeezes to the gate. No, he had to cut a hole in the, in the barn to... Fit his, the light on his tractor through. Speaking of that show, is the new season coming out soon? Yes. He had his first piglet. Let me, oh, he made adorable. Can we just talk about how much better that show is than the UK Top Gear? Uh, if you ever want to wa- follow a great Instagram, Jeremy Clarkson won. Is that actually that, Clarkson? That's actually his real thing. It's literally okay. Jeremy Clarkson won. Okay. But, uh, yes, his piglet. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's so cute. Look at the little guy. Let's see here. The piglet, uh, not Jeremy. New season's coming out February 10th. That's awesome. Yes. That's good Good news. I said, oh, she looks just like you. <laughs> Did you get any love no. from that comment? Oh. She's very good, though. Anyway, so <laughs> the right to repair stuff started really spearheaded by Lewis Rossman. Finally is coming to a head where a bill has been signed by the American Farm Bureau Federation which will allow the purchase and use of John Deere proprietary diagnostic tools to end users and to independent third-party shops, which is huge. Not just for tractor owners, but like everything we own that we can't get diagnostic tools for. If I broke the screen on this iPhone, I need a proprietary tool to code it. So, I tried to get political on here. Okay. Uh, This was a bipartisan effort and is actually led by a Democrat. Just so I know. I'm, Good. I've, Everyone hates... I've been following this forever. Not repairing But no, it, it was... Um, it became bipartisan because eventually some Republicans joined in. But, like, <clears> the <throat> people... The only people that were fighting this... Yes. ...were Republicans. Great. Yeah. I, I, should, I, just, I try not to get political, but, like... 
I'm absolutely willing to throw a politician under the bus if they do stupid shit like this. I want to know the, the vote number now. Yeah, now it, you, you, you it, can look it up. But, I could, but if it's not um, in the article, I'm not interested. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everybody should be able to fix everything. Oh, my God, I know. Just, I just really hope that this, and it should, set the precedent for like car manufacturers. Yes, it does. I want the plug-in to interface with my Tesla so I can turn off traction control. Yeah. I can't do that. No. Maybe I will soon. I just, I'm happy about the Fiat and the Lexus. I can just pull the fuse for ABS and it's fine. Well, I can do that on my car too, but I don't want to. I want a button. Yeah, a button would work. Also, I want oh, to be able to shut off the front axle. On the Fiat, you could, you could just get uh, Fiat a has. You could just get a breaker. The Fiat, you hit the button and it's off. Mm-hmm. No. On all my 500s, you no. hit that button once, it is off. Weird. Like, it'll <clears throat> really let you do some skeevy shit in it, but it eventually does turn on. And usually once it gets to that point, it puts the car in lip mode because, like, it thinks that there's been some sort of catastrophic issue. But... The turbos must be very different in their programming. The turbos are basically, um, they're closer to an Abarth than they are a normal. Right, but the 500Ds literally started as Abarths, and that one had fully defeatable traction control. This one's not. Huh. That's a bummer. Yeah. I want to do hood rat things in my car. You can. You just put a breaker. I was going to just put a few uh, yeah, relay under the hood with a, just a ground, a ground trigger. That's what I'm saying. You just put a little breaker on the, instead of a fuse, and then you just pop open the fuse box, you press a little button on the breaker, and it pops it open. The problem is the fuse box for this car is under the hood under a piece of plastic, so I'd want it inside the car. Because yes. it also gets rid of regen braking when you disable ABS, which I do like. Hmm. But that anyway, that's neither here nor there. Huh. But, yes, Right to Repair is making progress, good. so this is really good news. Yeah, no, everybody should be able to repair all their stuff. Uh, that's another reason why I'm just very anti-anybody buying GM for any reason. Um, Especially a turbo it's guide. A, it is a... No, I, like, modern GM is, like... It, yes, it makes shitty cars, but also GM, of all the automakers, they are fighting Right to Repair the most. They've actually sued individual people who have tried making their own homebrew GM software to interface with their uh, what the hell is computers. wrong with companies um, Mary Barr is a lizard person you know, she's actually, not a real human <laughs> she's a fucking lizard that's, how, that's what I think that is very audible in the microphone. I'm sorry I'm, just, I'm fidgeting I, I can tell that you're not happy about the thing we're talking about so like on Mary that Barra. note anyway, we will bye. see you next week bye <laughs>